ஹலோ ஹாய் தேர் வெல்கம் டு தி கைடிங் வாய்ஸ் பாட்காஸ்ட் சீரீஸ் தி கைடிங் வாய்ஸ் ஃபார் எ பெட்டர் ஃபியூச்சர் திஸ் பாட்காஸ்ட் இஸ் டு ஹெல்ப் ப்ரொஃபஷனல் ஸ்டூடெண்ட்ஸ் ஐடி எம்ப்ளாயீஸ் அண்ட் ஆண்டர்பிரீனியர்ஸ் டு ஷேப் தேர் கெரியர்ஸ் டியர் லிஸ்னர்ஸ் இன் எவ்ரி எபிசோட் வி இன்டராக்ட் வித் இண்டஸ்ட்ரி எக்ஸ்பர்ட்ஸ் ஆர் லீடர்ஸ் ஆர் அகடமிஷியன்ஸ் ஆர் கோச்சஸ் அக்ராஸ் தி குளோப் டு டிரைவ் சம் இன்சைட்ஃபுல் கான்வர்சேஷன்ஸ் தட் வில் ஹெல்ப் அவர் ஆடியன்ஸ் லேர்ன் கிரேட் திங்ஸ் also we share an interesting trivia or a fun fact about the it world or technology towards the end thank you for tuning in this is navin and with my co-host sudhakar so folks due to the pandemic the cloud adoption has been fast forwarded by at least 2 to 3 years and there are many major players in the industry especially in the cloud world and to name a few we have amazon google microsoft oracle and so on and if you talk to any small and medium scale enterprise which are about to adopt cloud environment the first question that comes to their mind is how secure is cloud so we are going to burst the myths around cloud security as part of today's episode and we are pleased to welcome satya to cover this important topic satyavati devadari has 22 years of professional experience in it ites telecom strategic outsourcing and bpo providing end to end security services and solutions she has been constantly challenged to develop enterprise wide architectures in governance risk management compliance and technical security services satya consistently formulated and led the execution of strategic enterprise architectural transformations proven consistent results made her the go to person for critical assignments satya holds a distinction of certifications in cyber security data privacy enterprise architecture fraud management project management total quality management service management and auditing she is a noted speaker and panelist in both national and international forums she is inspired and lives by the quote by aristotle we are what we repeatedly do excellence then is not an act but a habit satya welcome to our show hi sudhakar hi navin thanks for having me here happy to be here and share my thoughts thank you satya let's begin with the basics of cloud computing and security around the same maybe you can set the context of cyber security around cloud computing ecosystem and also how it is different from the traditional on prem cyber security yeah so this is the common question asked by most people right first of all cyber security itself is new for few people but now how is this different from what you implement for on premise infrastructure versus what do you do for cloud so that is the major question asked by many the key part which we need to understand is about shared responsibility so we are sharing the responsibility between the players it is not completely yours you are not keeping in your own data center so that you can actually manage the guards and manage the security manage the server systems everything by yourself now those controls are moved and managed by if it is an infrastructure then infrastructure controls are owned by the provider if it is a software as a service then entire control is with the with the cloud provider so depending upon the type of service the control is shifting so when the control is shifting obviously there will be a element of risk which, which is getting transferred and then at the same time you are benefiting by reducing the cost of infrastructure maintenance and operations right it's a balance of both excellent so can you please explain the benefits of cloud computing and why people are pacing the speed of adoption and sometimes what is stopping them you know during the introduction navin talked about the unprecedented pandemic accelerating the pace by 2 3 years if not more so maybe you can talk about that a bit yeah so i agree with the pandemic being a evangelist i don't know whether i can call evangelist 
because covid is not a person so but it is an evangelist right so now you see not just a small medium organization but a, a street vendor uh, want to run their business on cloud they don't know that is cloud you know they just want to sell they just need the payment coming on the paytm or whatever the thing is and they want their goods whatever is manufactured put somewhere so that somebody else from home can buy it so that is the true value how the proposition is changing that's why cloud computing is increasing and uh, because of the what we can say no or very less upfront investment people are preferring cloud computing and also when you don't want it you can simply switch off right so that is not possible if you are doing it yourself then you bought so many servers so many storage etc what do you do after if you want to close the shop right it is very difficult the cloud makes it what you can say scalability adaptability agility and also at the same time extended network coverage right you no need to just think about local coverage your own locality but you can actually deliver all the way to globe so that's the reason why people are facing their speed in cloud computing so what is stopping them right majorly the reason they are not moving towards at least those organizations who are strongly compliance bound they are literally worried am i doing right am i taking the right risks you know is it okay to uh, give control to somebody right it's almost similar to like you are actually giving your enterprise key to somebody to manage there will be a lot of worries when the organization is compliance bound there is a reg- regulatory things and there is actually financial parts involved or the customer trust involved that's the area people are worried about it and that is where the concerns of cloud security privacy comes in place I think the conversation is going well and you spoke briefly about the cyber security aspect in Sudhakar's first question and also touched upon the cloud adoption. Now talking a little bit specifics around the trends or any specialized attacks related to the cloud security that you may want to highlight and share with our audience. So maybe the audience and you all of you are aware about the latest attacks on S3 buckets and uh, MongoDB etc. I'm speaking completely a technical term called S3 and uh, MongoDB etc. But these are cloud related. When you are storing your critical data on a storage like S3 or Azure storage, Amazon S3 or Azure storage, it's important as a way we understand it. If it is a crown jewel, obviously you lock it in multiple locks and then lock it with multiple keys and then manage it properly, right? you don't leave it in the corridor right so the thing here is what is happening in some cases with the speed of adoption is concerned they believe oh, you know what i put it here they will take care of everything that's not the way it happens so that is where the that's where the line called shared responsibility model comes in every time you are handling something really sensitive or critical it's your responsibility to ensure right locks are placed by either parties so that is something which need to be ensured no matter whatever the technical terms you use whether it is s3 or whatever the idea underlying here is that we need to have the type of controls enforced either by yourself or by the third party or by the provider but it's your ultimate authority or you can say accountability to ensure that these controls are placed so major attacks what we observe right now is all about the configuration it's not about actually the good old game of you know this bug and that bug etc no now right now it's all about configuration because somebody haven't configured properly there are workstations actually expanded or suddenly lowered the performance went down or the storage is as i said the s3 or mongodb which is a database so you haven't configured properly because of that the leakage happened right so these are all related to something called you know skill gap one is skill gap second is awareness third is actually i rudely call it as choose to think that others are taking the responsibility so those are the three major areas so the attacks are all around uh, that <laughs> yeah now talking a little bit about this iso 
standards and the covid standards which dictate the organizations to follow certain security guidelines and all so we believe as we have been in the industry we believe that cloud enables them with regard to adhering to those standards and all but not many folks are aware of this and maybe can you explain is it true that cloud enables more security compared to managing your own infrastructure be it on prem data center or coming up with your own stuff yeah so there is a this called effectiveness because you are managing masses when you are delivering something on massive scale you will actually take care of quality and security as a part of it so that you don't want to fail that large one the big bucket so think about aws amazon bcp etc as the these big players they don't want to lose their game right don't they don't want to be called no matter whatever the organization it is if an s3 is failed it's coming on amazon so they ensure that there are basic controls are handled just understand that basic controls are handled and the data center control like infrastructure control a physical access security etc already been handled and another element here when it comes to cloud is when you join itself right for example you i mean i'm not sure how many of the audience uh, know to create a new account on aws or azure first thing you will do is they'll ask you to enable sso right multi factor authentication so what are those they are not it related right they are security controls that's a first ask been asked not only that there are some controls has been defined by the cloud players to ensure that people don't do this what we can say mistakes they embed certain controls already to ensure that but as i said uh, considering all those in case you are doing on your own server or on your own storage you need to ensure these controls are taken care by somebody right however uh, when you go to cloud these are all already embedded log management or identity management these are all embedded within the system and only thing is you should know how to use it it's all about again coming back to awareness and responsibility ask the right questions do you are you taking care of this am i taking care of it if you are taking care of it what are you taking care of as simple as that it comes and coming to the they said earlier the cost of security as such generally gets reduced when you are actually going on cloud because as i said it's a scale right when you are adapting these kind of controls on cloud and not only that nowadays even the security services whether it is data security which is encryption it's available as a service security operations which is actually monitoring defense available as a service application security which is vulnerability testing penetration test available as a service so you don't need to actually have your own person sitting you could actually take it as a subscription do that test go with it so that's actually reducing your overhead of the cost of operations and also cost of uh, what you can say maintaining these security controls So Satya you talked about the single sign on multi factor authentication log management encryption and you just touched upon the total cost of ownership so from a cloud security perspective what are the best practices any organization can adapt while migrating their workloads from on prem to a third party cloud So I will go with a three phase approach. First let's say a customer is actually thinking about or choosing to move on to a cloud. First thing is to understand what is what is in my hands right? What are the assets? How many I can move to cloud? How many I need to keep it on cloud? That is based depending upon the criticality of the data. Criticality of the data is you know what this is too critical. I have to keep it on cloud because it gives me resilience. Or alternatively this is too critical it is running on a, my proprietary systems i don't want to go so this is a choice you need to do as an assessment initially you are not going to move everything pack it and take it it's not as simple as transferring a house from one place to other it's not that it's not as simple 
So you need to do that assessment of critical assessment of data applications as well, right? Applications, when you are moving applications from local to cloud, you need to understand the dependencies. Do you have relevant APIs? Do you have relevant connectors? And um, whether these applications, what we are speaking about, do they have support on cloud? Because they might have been written somewhere in uh, what is Windows NT Jamana, right? And they may not work today. So all these things need to, you need to check. That's the part where you do assessment, which will be like application security assessment, data security assessment, identity assessment. Identity is because you, you will be having too many identities of your endpoints, database, systems, and there will be more identities coming on the cloud. How do you actually manage this together, right? Also the defense. So once you do the assessment, you will actually define what you plan to migrate and also plan on how are you going to secure the data on cloud as well as on-prem at a centralized place. So data being the new oil and well, that is the core. And then come to application security. Ensure that the applications are actually, what you can say, during the designing phase itself, you are ensuring the security scans and happening during the life cycle so that you are moving the development cycle faster. You know the approach called shift left. So following that shift left approach on the cloud is another one. And then and moving on to the identities. So identity access management comes as a default on cloud. But how do you integrate with hybrid IT? Because you still have some workloads sitting on on-prem, right? Majority of the organization. So how do you build this as a comprehensive story? And how do you manage the defense, what you can say, operations, security operations of all these systems? monitoring the attacks or monitoring the different faults or errors done by people and managing the incidents coming out of it. So all this has to happen during the migration stage. And once you move there, you should have a, what we can say, phase where you can run this operations as a systematic way, like a wheel should continue happening without having any issue. So you need to have that uh, managed security operations by yourself, right? Either you, you do it or somebody does it, but it's important that ensure that you have that running. Don't believe that it's on the cloud, everything is taken. Yeah, those are the few best practices as well. So Satya, you talked about the planning, transformation, and running our operations or sustenance from the technical standpoint. Once we complete the technical assessment and other things, then comes the bigger issue, more interesting topic for you from the governance, risk, and compliance, GRC aspect. Can you highlight the security laws or compliance aspects required or implemented for securing the data in cloud? You know, we hear about these jargons like GDPR, CCPA, LGPD, and many such localized bodies almost mimicking one of these or some of these. Yeah, I agree. So you might have uh, heard these use case on Cambridge Analytica, actually Facebook, right? So where the data of the users has been used in a different way to actually manage the polls or influence the polls, right? So that is actually called, uh, you know, secondary purpose. The primary purpose of the collection of the data is to provide them a platform, manage their information. The secondary purpose is doing that research and using it for other purposes. So every change in purpose, and just speaking about the purpose, the purpose of collection of data, and the secondary purpose has been not notified to the, the owner of the data. As simple as that. So if the, if the owner of the data, for example, Sudhakar's data has been used and Sudhakar has never been notified, then Sudhakar can actually raise a case. So that is a legal implication, no matter whether you call GDPR, CCPA or PDPA per se. So whatever the controls are, it's all about the six principles of does the data owner has the right to access their data? Have they given consent to use the data for a primary purpose or secondary purpose? Are you handling that data securely? Are you handling the data for the purpose given? Are you actually providing governance to it? These are the things which you need to ensure as a compliance rule. I'm making it simpler for people to understand. So GDPR, CCPA, these are all the nomenclature. GDPR is 
is a European regulation, which is quite popular. CCPA is a California regulation. Same way you have Canada, same way you have UK, even in India. So these are all compliance bodies who try to enforce these policies what we spoke about. How do you do that compliance on cloud? And why it is important or why it is highlighted during the cloud is first point asked is, okay, I'm moving the my workloads to cloud. Okay, where is going? The first part is the place the data has been moved whether that country where the data is getting stored, does that country have equal or more security controls than my country, origin country? Let's say it's India, I'm speaking India, or let's say Europe. European organization is trying to keep their workload somewhere on cloud. First part they ask is, where is this data stored? Is it stored in Europe? Yes. Is it a country in the list of the European laws, etc.? Same way it applies to in case that there is a data processing happening for the same data in India or Argentina. Each of the location where the data is being processed or accessed, they need to know and the regulations need to be compliant to it. So that is what people are worried about. So this was the story, I think, at least five or six years back. Now people are not bothering about where the data is residing because when you are migrating itself, you choose which region you want the workloads to be. For example, you want to run the operations in Europe, you will run there. And you want the operations to be run in uh, US, you will run there. And there is a front-end, uh, what do you call the, there is front-end systems available through which you will get that caching so that you can actually address the markets, other markets also, but still ca- having the data localized in your location. So to me, practically speaking, that um, the location of the data being a concern moved out of the story. Now the story is all about, are you compliant with the data privacy compliances? And you see in the penalties what Facebook has to pay. Yeah, yeah quite an interesting conversation so far. Satya, I always wonder like when it comes to these hackers, right? Those are more smart and intelligent than... Uh, the developers are the creators are the architects of any technology right so uh, talking a bit about the hacking and also about how to be put in some controls and all so every time a new control is put in place or every time we come up with a new way of dealing with security again these guys will come up with their own uh, methodology to break into that system right in this connection can you talk about some of the latest and greatest thing that is happening in the cloud security part yeah, I think you actually pointed out a right element, you know, how the attackers are changing. So when you are adapting to cloud, obviously attackers are also adapting. They are adapting at a larger scale than we are. And they do not worry about it because they have less risk and lot to gain. So uh, thinking about that world and uh, cloud also enables these big data platforms, analytics platform, artificial intelligence platform available at a very limited cost for them to start with. And they have high motivation to attack any focused or unfocused industry or a customer. So considering that is the case, we observe artificial intelligence has been used by attackers a lot, whether it is to actually attack an application or attack a government uh, portal or uh, defense, uh, what you can say, database. So this is something which we are already observed. And these sometimes they are actually uh, targeted, financed attacks, or sometimes they are no-wise discussions. Those are the things happening. So considering these things are happening in the other side of the body. So this side, the security professionals like all of us actually have to build that kind of expertise. That's why you will observe the security elements on cloud otherwise are also using artificial intelligence. If it is application security, okay, 
can we use application security artificial intelligence so that we reduce the false positive to a little okay if you are actually monitoring the bugs and then even the attacks coming on your systems can you apply artificial intelligence machine intelligence so that we can automate a lot of things and reduce the number of threats coming towards me and focus on few incidents or if there is an incident can i automate it so that i can reduce this what you can say time to resolve that particular incident so that i do not need to go into that data breach scenario so these kind of things are happening right now and first part is artificial intelligence as i mentioned second is about automation everywhere automation is everywhere so wherever possible i think cloud enables and i don't say traditionally it doesn't but cloud enables a lot you can actually build a small script make a serverless headless algorithm which kicks in something happens and then throws an error or actually closes a system or enables a system so it looks like a magic to me practically but this is automation right so the serverless script native uh, cloud app uh, enable uh, automation these all things are actually helping us build that security controls what we are looking forward to there are a lot to do but i think we are somewhere there maybe another another uh, interesting thing which is happening is the connected world which is iot i know you might wonder where is the connection between iot and cloud but see iot is actually a very basic small device it doesn't have any storage where the data go go to cloud right so majority of the time IoT is directly integrated with cloud so that is where the IoT security and cloud security comes in together so when we are speaking about smart vehicles smart van manufacturing smart governance all of these organizations are slowly moving towards cloud most cases it might be private cloud but that is where the trend is visible and we might see more there hope this is useful huh? Absolutely fabulous insights so far and I think we have been conversing very seriously about cloud and enabling cloud security so let us add some fun to this conversation with some rapid fire questions about Satya are you ready Yes <laughs> <laughs> Okay here comes the first one Satya what is your one unique strength People say that I am very bold <laughs> I think we agree <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> I was able to say that <laughs> yeah. And yeah second one which one do you prefer invisibility or a super strength I am still not sure is it possible to have both have yeah. a magic cloak and have a super strength like you know Harry Potter Yeah <laughs> Interesting all right so the next one is what is the strangest thing that you have ever eaten I haven't eaten but I've seen something like in Stockholm we went and there is a, this wild boar mm-hmm. they put it on a, actually on a grill like this before you you sit in the table uh, it's like a I can't explain it's like almost like a ship uh, sitting there and then they put this wild boar before you and you can cut it and eat it directly you can imagine that it's it's difficult to eat I just saw and take pictures here comes the next one slightly related to the elevator pitch okay so if you are in an elevator alone with either Satya Nadella or Sundar Pichai what would be your first question to them i'm not sure i will ask any question first of all i'll be very happy to have them with me in the lift i will maybe handshake them and say the boss i am satya i am also satya you are also satya <laughs> yeah fair enough so <laughs> next one uh, which one do you think you wish you would have done differently be it on personal or professional life So this is something I always think or we human think that we could do a lot of things differently but we can't we go with the flow most of the cases I believe I would have went back and uh, maybe come with a different dress or something you know we always think that but it never happens I believe in destiny mm-hmm. follow the flow Great so one last question as part of this rapid fire if a movie was made of your life what genre it would be and who would play you 
Okay. I'm not sure whether I can fit in any of the genre, but I like fantasies in general, historic fictions. Let's practically. I live in that area, and I like uh, the hero in Vidya Balan. Really wonderful. So if somebody is making my life with the in a fictional story uh, with a lot of elements of uh, fantasy, uh, probably Vidya will Balan can do a great job. I think she is bold like me. In fact, she's one of my favorite actresses too. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Over to you, Sudhakar. No, I was saying that you know it will be a good opportunity for us to sell this story. to disney to come up with a fairy tale story more fictional playing vidya balan about satya and i am sure you know a, a shot or two maybe worth about uh, the guiding voice audience and uh, the host as well very interesting here yeah? i'm just figuring out how it looks like after that amazing rapid round let's get back to the mainstream satya it has been amazing uh, discussion one final question for this session what is your one piece of advice to those aspiring to make big in their careers like you See, I think uh, whatever I say, it's just one piece of advice. You will have many, many advices from your own life. To me, practically speaking, everyone has their own story, and in their story, they are their hero. They are the hero and heroine, whatever it is. And um, and my pain is my pain, and your pain is your pain. No way that we can replicate. So the way you could redefine yourself is actually fight for yourself, perform to actually upskill yourself to grow by yourself. Don't compare that. Okay. I should be actually better than Sudhakar. I will never be, and because uh, both are two different people, you can't compare apple with a mango, right? So you are unique by yourself. To me, I think we should accept. That. First point is accepting that I am unique. I have these strengths. I also have these weaknesses, and these are my goals. I am going to achieve. These are the big rocks which I want to lift, and then follow through that, and then achieve that, and go with that into. Don't get distracted by the you know these uh, competition, and then. Uh, rivalry among the peers and colleagues etc i believe it's important that you believe in yourself that i will do this i have these strengths to achieve this i have these weaknesses i will survive with these are the big things i want to achieve once you have the clarity you can achieve anything what you want to and for that i'm the best example i started with zero i mean i'm a person who actually started my life with a what we can say a remote tribal village and then now i'm in city with i believe i have made my my own mark i'm sure you will make your own it's not necessary that you need to be a what we can say stephen hawk or uh, or bill gates uh, or satya nadella to become the great you have your own greatness and you would be able to make the better with what you have and believe in yourself that's one thing and be yourself i think that's second thing and third is have a goal for yourself and achieve that Wow, thank you Satya. It was profound. I really liked that. Accept and appreciate your uniqueness. So, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us today Satya. We really appreciate you taking time for us and it was indeed a pleasure, you know, to talk about cloud security and in general about the overall cloud computing. We really appreciate you taking time for us. Thank you. Thank you. I hope uh, this is valuable for the people who are listening. I only tell that all the best to all of you and wish you good luck. Sure. Dear listeners, to know more about our speaker and the content, refer to the show notes and visit or follow us on social media. We are available on LinkedIn, Facebook, Insta, Twitter, Pinterest, and also on YouTube. Just search for the Guiding Voice and then follow, like, subscribe to us, and also share within your network. In addition, please feel free to email us at the Guiding Voice for You. That is T H E G U I D I N G. vivoice four as a digit u as a letter at gmail.com or whatsapp us on india number 
9494587187 that is india number 9494587187 and we will be happy to collaborate with you hey sudhakar can you talk about the exciting opportunity of featuring our audience on this show sure navin So guys, of late we have been receiving a lot of career guidance related questions from our regular listeners through YouTube, LinkedIn comments, WhatsApp and email and we are responding to them on one on one basis. Now, we are pleased to open up a new mode of interacting with you all while providing a chance to broadcast yourself. If you have any questions related to education, career guidance or a specific IT function, just send your voice message through speakpipe.com/theguidingvoice. We will play your question in your own voice along with the answer either from us or our expert panel in our future episodes. Hope you will utilize this wonderful opportunity. All right so it brings us to the trivia segment of today's episode and today's trivia is about the deep web and the dark web i know we have covered some important aspect of cloud security and now we wanted to talk about the deep web or the dark web where majority of the cyber crimes and the data theft happens all right so here comes the question do you know what percentage of the information on the internet is contained on the deep web okay you may be thinking about it but deep web or the dark web is not visible to us you need some special tools to access but here comes the fact you know over 90% of the information that is available on the internet is contained on the deep web and which is stored on the dark web very scary but interesting isn't it thank you for listening there is more in store folks stay tuned take care be safe until next time bye bye and we are signing off